Hey, this is Edgar. Hello, this is Stanley. Hi, this is Olivia. And welcome to The Minority Report. Uh, As always, we are a podcast about culture and politics through the eyes of people of color. And that's what we're here to do. As always, you can follow us everywhere on our social media at MinorityPod, except Facebook, where we are the whole thing, The Minority Report Podcast. God, we're getting so good at that. (laughs) Yeah, really getting really good (laughs) at promoting ourselves. Uh, Shout out to all the people that listen and follow us and have been uh, leaving us notes. Really appreciate it. We need more, though, so share. Please share the episodes. Leave us reviews. It really helps us. Let's get into it. We have a lot today. A lot has happened, but (laughs) for our... Our, our, our topic, our topic this week, our our, our case study, if you will, is the Netflix show Glow. This is a show that came out um, maybe like a month ago now. It's yeah, been, it's, been, it's, it's been a minute. It's been, it's been a hot minute, but it's been something that I've been wanting to talk about because I love the show when it came out and I was all over it. Um, so we're doing it. We're going to talk about it. So let's let's get into it. In this world, there are good guys and there are bad guys. And I will not be bullied into submission. You're reading the man's part. Oh, God. Would you like to start over? Yes, I would. I will not be bullied into submission. Sorry to interrupt. Your wife is online, too. I'm interested in real parts. Got $83 in my bank account, and I don't know if I can pay my gas bill. There's an audition. They're looking for unconventional women, whatever that means. Hello, ladies. I'm Sam Sylvia, and this is Glow. Sorry, what's Glow? Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Glow is a Netflix series that, uh, as we mentioned, was released uh, um, pretty recently. It stands for The Gorgeous Latest of Wrestling. Ladies. Is ladies of ladies. Wrestling, yes. It is a fictionalized telling of a real-life wrestling league, uh, GLOW. Like, it was a real thing in the 80s. Uh, the show takes place in 1985. Um, it is a period piece, uh, a very interesting period piece, and we're going to get into that. Uh, it was created by Liz uh Hive. I can't. I don't yeah. know if I'm pronouncing it that right. And Carly Minch, uh, uh, both of them worked on the uh, Showtime show Nurse Jackie. Or is that HBO? I don't know. No, I think it's Showtime. I think it's Showtime. I think it's Showtime. It's Whatever. Either, it's they, either Showtime or AMC. They, they, yes. It's not HBO. Not HBO. <laughs> it's not HBO. They worked on uh, uh, on that show, which uh, uh, has a, had a huge cult following. A lot of people really, yeah. really love that show. Uh, it stars Allison Brie, uh, Mark Marin, and Betty Gilpin, who uh, was also a guest or a recurring character in Nurse Jackie. Um, yeah, so there, I mean, it has a huge cast, and we'll get to some of the characters too. But those are sort of like the three main actors in the series. Um, there were ten episodes on Netflix. Let's get into it. First question: uh, How did you like? How did you hear about this show when it first? Because I remember when it was first announced, a lot of people were like, "Oh, this this is interesting. This is what, mm-hmm. not what I was expecting." Like, what when you saw that first trailer when it was first announced? What did you think? Like, glow. Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Like, what went through your mind? Well, it seems like an interesting premise to begin with because it's not a world that TV shows or media in general ever explores, right? Except for, like, WWE, but that's just, like, the front part of it. Right. And this is kind of, like, digging behind the scenes of the wrestling world and 
Yeah, like when we were discussing the trailer, it looked really interesting, and the fact that it focused on um, female characters was a plus. And yeah, it looked funny and entertaining from the trailer. So yeah, Olivia. I remember being super into it, but also super concerned that it was going to be really white. <laughs> ah, okay. Like I, I saw the trailer, and you know, like I saw Allison Brie and Mark Maron, and I was like, okay, this hat, and like it's the '80s, and generally with period pieces, like yeah. Hollywood's not good about you know the inclusion of people of color. Yeah. Uh, so I was really worried. Um, I will say I'm like really vastly underprepared <laughs> because Edgar's seen the whole thing. Stanley yes. has watched seven of ep- uh, the ten episodes, and <laughs> I have seen one. So <laughs> so you're coming from that place. But I'm that's coming okay. from like a fresh fine, place, though. but at least the first episode, um, all of the main cast is white. So like, meh. But yeah. a lot of the kind of supporting characters, and I'm not sure how big any of these supporting characters get. Um, but a lot of the supporting characters are people of color, which is really fun. Um, it's fun to see. And a lot of different types of people of color, which is also really great to see. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just like, oh, we have the token black person. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of color in the background. I just I guess I get it. It's about Alison Brie and like about the show, but um, I wish there was more more color at the forefront but i you know i've only seen the first episode yeah, so you, I, I would not be worried about that all right um, cool but um but okay. like i'm super into the concept like lady rest okay. like lady wrestler sold me let I was me like, ask you this do you guys even like do you guys like wrestling have you gone through a wrestling phase I I actually have. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's Wait, talk about it because that's you fascinating. You had a wrestling phase, <laughs> or not like too into it, but I, I watched it when I was growing up, like uh, WWE. Uh, okay, when it was WWF. Yeah. Right? Can you, yes, WWF. Yes. Yes. What? Yes. Can you spell what the rock is cooking? Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like okay. <laughs> that was a little and after my generation. Now some of the <laughs> some of the um, wrestlers are dead because they committed suicide, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. So yeah. But it was, like, fun when I watched it, and I was into it, and my brother was, like, more of a wrestling fan, and I just, like, watched it. It was, like, fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like The Rock a lot, so. (laughs) I, yeah, I never had a wrestling phase. Um, That's never a thing that happened to me. I knew The Rock, of course, Mm -hmm. and I knew, like, WWF, and, like, I would see wrestling in passing sometimes, but I never really had, like, a big affinity for wrestling. I was never really super into it. I have a bunch of friends who are super into it. Um, Mm -hmm. We have a bunch of mutual friends who, like, have a wrestling league here in Austin. Um, So that's... It's been kind of fun to see it from that perspective, and I feel like I see wrestling... I see clips of things that happen in professional wrestling. Like, I see clips of things that happen in WWE, especially recently, and I'm just kind of like... I should really get into wrestling because it seems really fun. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and they have, like, celebrities sometimes who go there and just watch yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I I really would have, like, for that reason, I remember I was seeing this clip of these dudes and, like, they came out of a giant cereal box and it was all so ridiculous. <laughs> and I was like, I need to get into Like, I saw that clip and I was like, I really need to get into wrestling. It's wild. I So I, I went through wrestling phase when I was much, I was very young, but I got out of it pretty quick. But my younger brother went through a huge, major mm. wrestling phase, oh, yeah. 
and I actually took him to a live taping of a WWE wow. match Yo. here in Austin, Texas. We got to see John Cena. It was a big deal. And for that, like, evening, I was really into it. I was like, oh, my God, I get why yeah. people love this so much. Like, you really get into the stories, the loudness, yeah. the wildness. Yeah. Like, it I can I can see why it is such a like seductive force. <laughs> like I totally get it. Uh, but he, I, I didn't keep up with it or anything. But I ever since then I sort of had a soft spot for wrestling. Uh, of course, the movie The Wrestler too is also one of my favorites. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I need to watch it. I so it, I'm it, I'm fascinated by that world, but I, it's not I don't live and breathe it. But mm-hmm. so when, when this first came out, I was like. I'm interested just because I like a lot of the people working on it. Mark Maron's like one of my favorite people ever, and Allison Brie, of course. So, sure, I'm curious, and I started watching it, and I fell in love with it. But that leads me to my next question, initial reactions. Olivia, we already sort of got yours. So, Stanley, your initial reaction. You went through seven of these pretty quick, so I'm curious to hear what you thought. We were like, Stanley, how many episodes? Like, right before we started recording, we were like, Stanley, how many have you watched? He's like, seven. He was like, oh, you know, seven, no big deal. I was like, damn, I'm so underprepared. Yeah, Yeah. but, but like, based on the first episode, when I finished watching it, the pilot, I was like, this is really good. I'm invested and it's just like an introduction of some of the characters but i really am digging it so far yeah it was super good yeah and so that made me like keep going like instead of watching just one i'm like okay i want to continue and continue and just yeah got to seven like and you're like well how did i end up here (laughs) damn no my critique was like the main critique i had about it other than that i was like this is so solid this is so good yeah yeah, definitely. and like that dream sequence thing at the end of the episode, I was like, I was into it. That's what like, sold me. Honestly, yeah. when you get that, so no, we're we're not going to spoil anything, but there's like this really uh, intense sequence in the first episode where something happens, and the sort of director character of the show has a vision, and the vision is glow, and that's sort of what sold me. When I saw that, I was like. Oh my god! Like I get it. Like I yeah. get what this show's gonna try to do and try to be with the heel and the, and, and the hero and all this. And I was sold uh, immediately. Loved the first episode, and I was pleasantly surprised by the rest of it. It really does. Uh, uh, it tackles things in a very interesting way that I feel is very original to that specific show. Um, but yeah, let's sort of just jump in and. And, and talk about it. The acting, for example, how did you feel about it? Alison Brie is uh, sort of the main character, yeah. kind of. Uh, I mean, she is, but there are other characters that are sort of pretty major. Uh, she plays a character named Ruth Wilder. She's a struggling actress. The first episode yeah. is her not getting any jobs um, and trying to find something, and she finds glow. Mm-hmm. So feelings. Oh, I thought Alison Brie is great. Um, she looks like different from. What she usually does, like her hair style and like even... Very 80s. Yeah. Like it's very much period. And she looks like mature too. I don't know. Yeah, she looks older. Yeah. And like they're trying to sell her as like... She's like kind of attractive but not too attractive. Yeah. That's like one point of the show. There's the big thing, like the big joke in the episode. It's just like... I can't tell whether or not I find you attractive. Like, I can't tell whether or not you're hot. Alison Brie, out of all people. Yeah, Alison Brie, beautiful, gorgeous woman. But he's like, I can't tell if I like your face or I don't like your face. And that's sort of like the 
the selling point of her. And it seems like she's playing like a different type of character that than we're used to, like in Community. She's like, or she's like she usually plays this uppity like yes. type yeah. person, you know, and like this, uppity, but also kind of like a little bit, you know, naive or oh, yeah, yeah. childish. Yeah, no. like it's such a departure from like who she is in Community. It feels so much older too. Yeah, and like. There's surprisingly a lot of nudity that I was not prepared for. <laughs> there is so, a lot of nudity in the show. Like, uh, she, Alison Brie shows nudity in mm-hmm. the show, and I don't think she's... I was really surprised yeah. by that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was really, really surprised by that. I was like, oh, nope, they're, they're boobs. There yep. it is. They're boobs. Yeah. I was it's, like, wait, what? why would... Because Netflix is continuing to try to be HBO <laughs> to overtake know. HBO. Instead I mean, of HBO realism, there's Netflix yeah. realism. Like Netflix realism. Do you realism. think like it's in the in the contract that they have to do it, or is it just optional and they just wanted to? You know, I don't know. I mean, I there know. has to be some sort of like there had to be some sort of contractual deal made. Oh, I feel like Allison. If she didn't want to do it, she wouldn't yeah. have had to. Yeah, but like she I, was okay with it. But it's yeah. so weird because like in the previous role she's been in, she's never, never done anything exactly. like that. Yeah. So it just was like very surprising. There's a sex scene, and then she was topless. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and it's not like it doesn't linger on it or anything. No. But yeah, it's not. It's not it's like there. super voyeuristic. It's not like Game of Thrones, like boobs in your face. Yeah. But it's definitely like, oh, there they are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so speaking of, uh, so Alison Brie's great. I think we all agree she's like a, such a. She's the the best. She's the best on the show. Like she just kills it. She's mm-hmm. really great. But there are a lot of really great actors and, and actresses in the show too who really kill it. Uh, I do want to shout out Mark Marin, uh, fellow podcaster Mark Marin. <laughs> fellow podcaster. Fellow podcaster. As if we're in the same league who, as Mark Marin. Who has uh, sort of really come into his own. He he was a non actor just a few years ago, and he's like really become a real like. He's a very convincing actor to me, at least. I'm like, oh, I feel it. Like, you actually have chops. Like, you're pretty good. He played uh, Sam Sylvia, who's, like, the director of Mm -hmm. Glow. Um, I don't know. Who else? Well, like, it feels like I didn't know... I don't know anyone else from the cast instead. A lot of unknowns. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, Betty Gilpin, like, plays her friend, kind of. Like, you'll find out that... Whatever, like, she's... um, Alison Brie's character cheated on Betty's... Um, Spoiler. Spoilers! Whatever. Spoiler. It's the first I mean, episode. It's the first episode. It's the first episode. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and I think their relationship in the show is, like, the best part yes. for me. Yes. It's like, you you like to see them get back together, but you know it's going to be a, a long road ahead for mm. that to happen. And I think Betty, like, really sells that. And I, n- I never seen her anything before, so I was like, whoa, who's this actress? Why haven't... Her- I heard she's heard amazing. Her she's amazing. Yeah, she was so good in the first episode yeah. too. It, it, she brings it, a lot of nuance to the role. Yeah, so. to Stanley's point, I like point, wanted to punch Allison Brie in the face. To Stanley's point, it's like it seems very realistic the way their relationship is unfolding. Yeah. Like it's not like oh now we're best friends. Like no, it's gonna fucking suck, and yeah. it's gonna suck to rebuild and mend that friendship. Right. You know, man. And it seems like um, I also wonder how like I'm curious how they write that out because I don't even know if that's like possible. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you, you see you, it. You kind of see you, where you kind of see where it, well, it develops and yeah, yeah. Um, like it, from the show, it seems like it's um, st- structured similarly to Orange Is New Black. Like how we are f- focusing on this white character, right? And then slowly, <laughs> the yes. show is like yes. gonna tap so into true. the supporting, like true. more diverse mm, cast. True. I see. I see. But for now, this is like like hook you in with a pretty white girl, yeah. and then yeah. <laughs> and then draw you in with these other stories. You know, yeah. keep you yeah. <laughs> 
Come for the Allison Brie. Stay for everybody else. Stay yeah. for anybody else. Uh, and I would like to mention that her character is more um, sympathetic than the one from Orange is New Black anyway, so... That's true. The, it makes it more, yeah, easier to watch, I think. <laughs> yeah. uh, I like her more. Uh, yeah. I, I want to give a quick shout-out to um, uh, Sidel Noel, who plays Cherry Bang, who's one of my favorite characters mm-hmm. on the whole show. She's, like, the only one who has any wrestling experience. Yeah. And she pretty much takes over as the trainer, but she can't seem to get far ahead. And the show is, like, hinting at this racism that's keeping her from reaching certain things. Mm-hmm. But then it, you know, I mean, you have to watch the show, but certain yeah. things unfold. But she was, like, probably my favorite side character, if you will. Um, I mean, there's a beautiful part in the first episode where um, Mark Maron's character, Sam Silly, is like, there aren't, there isn't a lot of stuff after 1979 here. And he's like, and she was just like, there stopped being a lot of roles after 1979. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was like, <laughs> great. Like, the show manages, even though it takes place in the 1980s, it manages to point out relevant things that are happening today yeah. and does it smartly without seeming forced I feel yes absolutely okay let's um, unless we have any more thoughts on, on the acting here but mm. the the period piece aspect of it this takes place in the 80s it's not the first Netflix show yeah. take place in the 80s but um, the way they handle the 80s is uh, I think particularly interesting in a way where Stranger Things is very um, nostalgic and has like rose-tinted glasses, this is a very hyper-realistic take on the 80s. It's very grimy. It's very dirty. Um, like, you still get all the same stuff. You get the bright white Reeboks, but they're surrounded by this dirty gym. Like, you get, like, the the realness aspect of it, so I really like that. But how did y'all feel about this 80s? Now, I want to mention, none of us were born in the 80s. <laughs> we did not grow up in the 80s. We're 90s children, but... We are. We are 90s kids. <laughs> Like, I remember watching that episode, and they're all wearing those leotards that are, like, super high cut, mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. just like, man, people in the 80s were brave. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would not have the confidence to wear that today. Yeah. And, like, the leotards are coming back, and I'm just yeah. like, even now, I'm just like, how do y'all wear it? <laughs> how do y'all do that? Because I can't. Beyonce can do that. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I never usually pay attention to the costume costume design and all that but it's like believable and i liked it so yeah yeah it's that's just all i will say <laughs> I, I just like that this they decided to go with a hyper realistic take on it because they could have easily done a, like super stylized 80s retro future yeah aesthetic. like a black mirror episode. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. but they're like no we're gonna go just pretty dang i liked it it felt hi- like it felt hyper realistic yeah. it felt it honestly reminded me a lot of the first terminator which also took a very hyper realistic view of its time um, it's just grimy. It's like the 80s were a grimy time, and we like to pretend that they weren't, but they were. So We like to p- pretend it's all like synth guitars. <laughs> right, but it, but it wasn't. Side but, ponytails. But, but speaking no. of the 80s and all the things going on in the 80s, um, I do want to tackle that Stanley knows more about this. You've only seen the first episode, but the show... Uh, walks this line yes, talking about stereotypes and oh my god so I feel like this will be a, a very interesting conversation to have um, and uh, there's a lot of interviews with the show creators and they sort of talked about how they wanted to they wanted to walk this line between empowering and exploiting women like mm-hmm. and that's what they viewed in glow and in yeah. wrestling so like as you go on um, continue watching the show like the ladies are kind of 
fit into these roles that are really stereotypical to what they look like, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Asian girl gets fit into this fortune cookie or like what's fortune cookie, cookie. Yeah, she's fortune cookie and she's like a ninja. Yeah, and also like she has to be like good at karate but also like um like um modest like an Asian woman, right? Mm-hmm. Or and you have this um black character who is um what is that the welfare queen. Welfare queen. Welfare like, queen. W- which is like a, uh, uh, which is a sort of uh, callback to the Reagan Reagan yeah. times, like the Reagan fight against welfare. Yeah, and like you have all these char- names given to these characters that are re- like clearly offensive. But, yes. And I'm like thinking while I'm watching this, like, is this racist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, is it satire? Or is it both? And like, I was yeah. like kind of. It's an uneasy tension, yeah. but and the characters know it. I mean, yeah, a lot yeah. of times during the they pointed the, out they pointed out they're like, I don't want to be this. Yeah, like, can't I be more? And then Sam Sylvia, the character, he uh, is this like B horror movie director who is mm. very subversive and likes to yeah. use stereotypes to make commentary. Yeah, so that's part of the show too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So and I think it works. Yeah, like, it rides that line. Yes. And really well. Like, <laughs> really well. <laughs> I'm like, uh, it could, like... It could go either way. Yeah, it could fall apart completely, but it manages to... Yeah. Without being, like, really, like, offensive. And, and no spoilers, but the ending, there's a twist, and you're like, oh, like, it's really trying to be really subversive. Okay. Mm. Um, so, it, I, I don't know. There's, it's, there's even a moment where, I'm like... I'm intrigued. There's, like, a KKK thing going yes. on. I'm like... The fuck? I'm like, yes. oh my god, you guys are... This is pushing the... This is, well, no, and yeah. even the characters are like, what the fuck is going on? But it was like... Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's done... It, it was done well. well like, yeah. it's done well, but it's just like, oh, okay, y'all... This show's not afraid to go there. Like, yeah. they're not afraid to walk that line. I, I'm with you, Stanley. I think... They did it perfectly, and it just it sort of goes with the nature of the show. The show is trying to be subversive in nature, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's like. And we've been talking about uh, a few pieces of work lately that have had this like attitude to them, and I think this is one of them. Like it has mm-hmm. an attitude. You watch it, and it definitely has an agenda and an attitude. I'll be curious to see how you yeah. feel about it. Alyssa, you should watch. Them. I'm but like you, the like, most intense out of the three. When you so. continue watching it, but. Um, <laughs> But no, it works. It really works for me. Uh, I love. I mean, I love it. I love the show. It yeah. Just it. It was amazing. And they're really short, so it's pretty easy to yeah. Yeah. watch. It. So, I'll, prob- I'll probably end up watching a lot of it this week. Yeah. So I might finish it by tomorrow. Or yeah. Seriously. I mean, I think Stanley is going to finish by tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. So if you have not seen Glow, uh, Stanley and I highly recommend you watch it. Olivia, continue watching it. I think you will really like it. It's. Uh, uh, it's very original. I haven't seen a show like this in a while uh, mm-hmm. in the way they decide to tackle things. Um, and I like that. If you like things with attitude and you like period pieces, this is like perfect for you. So yep. this will hold you over until Stranger Things in October. <laughs> oh my so you can watch this, get your 80s fix, uh, watch some women kicking ass. And uh, Has it been confirmed that there's a second season yet? I'm not sure yet, but it it seems Netflix like they... Netflix is just going to switch off with all of their 80s content. Yeah. It's going to be like, okay, summer season is glow and fall season is... <laughs> it might be. Stranger I mean, Things. I mean, it seems they seem pretty confident that there will be a second yeah. season Obviously, in the yeah. show. So I don't know though but uh it'll be interesting to see yeah yeah so go watch glow it's really fun it's fun it's fun you'll you'll like it (laughs) um okay so that has been our sort of case study for the week 
Um, there's been a lot of news. So much so news. So we're, we're going to just go through it pretty quickly. Um, let's get started with healthcare. Uh, a lot has happened since we last recorded. <laughs> so I'm just going to quickly sum it up. Yeah, because it really, sum it up because I didn't catch all of it. So pretty much what happened was that they got a new CBO score last, I think it was late last, or yep. early last mm-hmm. week. Um, and Republicans started to defect, and it was reported this Monday, um, earlier this week, two Republicans defected, and that pretty much killed the bill. Uh, Once the bill was dead, McConnell um, and uh, other groups of GOP leaders decided they may want to just repeal... Obamacare. Yeah, yeah. Plan C. They were calling it Plan C. Repeal now, replace later. Yes, like maybe we just repeal it. Like literally Plan A didn't work. Plan B didn't work, so this is Plan C. (laughs) More Republicans uh, uh, defected. Meanwhile, while all this was going on, the vote was delayed because um, Senator John McCain underwent surgery for a blood clot over, I think it was his left eye. Uh, Turns out, the news just broke today, Senator McCain has been diagnosed with brain cancer. Mm -hmm. Um... You know, he, he underwent the surgery, right? He, he already is, underwent the yeah. surgery. It went well, um, but they discovered the cancer. Um, the uh, the story, I mean, it literally broke yeah. today, so <laughs> the story will be developing and we will most likely talk about it. Um, pretty big stuff happening. But right now, as of right now, um, a group of GOP leaders want to meet and see what the next options would be, but it seems like this is dead. Republicans yeah, I mean, have failed. They could not yes. get this through. This is big. Like, Success. this is great. This is awesome. Like, this yeah, feels this good. This is good news. But, I'm, it, but it's, like, weird because it's undercut by the McCain thing. It's undercut by the so McCain it's thing. So kind of, it's, 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 like, a weird thing where it's, like, this is a great thing, but... It's ha- like it's weird in the way that it's happening. It's yeah. weird, and also it's. I'm being a little uneasy because it's not over till it's over. Yeah. Even though we're like 99.9 percent of the way clear, man, we need Mitch to be McC- a little bit careful. Like McConnell's one of those dudes yes. who just like he doesn't quit. <laughs> but if this happens to just completely die, which it, all signs are pointing to, it's dead. Hallelujah. Um, this will be a huge setback for Donald Trump, who promised to repeal and replace Obamacare during the campaign trail. This will not look good for him. I don't know what that means for his supporters. It might be the first thing where his supporters actually start to turn against him. I don't know. Um, it'll you be mean interesting other to see. than the treason? It, <laughs> no, because that's not that's not working. This but is, speaking no. speaking of treason, speaking no, of no, treason. no, no. Actually, before we get to that, uh, <laughs> some news broke t- earlier today on the travel ban. The Supreme Court. This is sort of a, a win loss situation. It's not like really good news, or it's not really bad news. But the Supreme Court has continued to decide to allow that the travel ban is in place once again. However, uh, they want Donald Trump's administration to broaden the criteria for uh, quote-unquote bona fide uh, relationships. Um, so what that meant with the original travel ban, you could only enter the country if you had a bona fide relationship with that person. Um, now it's expanded to include grandparents and I think aunts and uncles actually. So that's sort of a win, but it's still not a win because the travel ban's still in place. So We don't... I just... Why? We so we Neil Gorsuch and the uh, conservative block of the court said Fuck that they wish they could have <laughs> kept the um, stronger restrictions, but right now I guess it's like sort of like throwing a bone and uh, just keeping it alive for now because we won't hear a final decision until later in the fall. Um, but yeah, any quick thoughts on that? 
I think this is like one of the only times where like maybe a life <laughs> a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court is not mm, a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't it, it's this is showing uh um this is showing the Republicans are winning like the Supreme Court. Like this is not good. This is just yep. it's not pleasant and the, these are the side effects. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of treason, like we were earlier. <laughs> Speaking of treason. Let's have a Russia update. Russia update. Russia update. We need a theme song for this. Yeah, we really do. We really do. Uh, any of our friends out there who are musicians who want to provide a Russia uh, update theme, theme song, song yeah. please hit us up and we will get working on that. Um, no, so uh, news broke earlier this week. Donald Trump had an undisclosed meeting with Putin. Because of course he at did. At the G20. <laughs> this had gone unreported for a while now. The G20 was a while ago yeah. now. Um, it came out from his own administration. They sort of came out with this news before anyone could come out with it. I wonder why. I, I mean, you know that the New York Times or called at the White House and was like, can we get a comment on the story? And they were like, fuck. Yeah. So they just decided they decided to take the Donald Trump Jr. approach and just fucking release the news. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, yep, Donald Trump had an undisclosed meeting and they're trying to brush it like they're trying to just sweep it under the rug. But um, I don't know. How do you all feel about this? A lot of people are mixed about it because they're like, I mean, it was at a public dinner. There were a lot of people around. Um, but the, the, the sort of um, what happened was that Donald Trump sat next to him and there was a Russian translator. And that's it. Those just those three having an hour long meeting, which is actually technically against um, American protocol. You're not supposed to have a meeting with another foreign leader without someone present oh. on your side. Um, how do you all feel about this? Just like. Well, what you expect? Yeah, of yeah. course. Like, it's one of those things. It's like, well, yeah, of course that happened. Like, of course, of course he had a disclosed meeting with Putin. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, you're like, it's weird because it was in a public, it was like a public dinner. Right. But they, it was like them having a sidebar. So like it, it, it walks this weird line. Right. Right. Um, which is interesting because not a lot of Trump's actions have walked a line. They've clearly been like, okay, you've Boom. gone over <laughs> yeah. the line. Yeah. Like, you've gone too far. But this one, weirdly enough, walks the line <laughs> between, yeah. like, be like, it's definitely not okay, but it's just like, there's still some gray area there. There's some gray area. I will say a lot of leader, like other leaders of the G20 were questioned about this. And they're like, I mean, that, that kind of stuff happens. Usually it's disclosed. But that kind of stuff yeah, happens at the G20. I think the weird part about it is that it happened and that it was undisclosed. Like, it happened and it's technically, like, not, you know, it's not against the rules. Well, but, like, you still, like, it's still one of those things. Like, you still decided not, you you know, like, you still made the active decisions. Like, we're not going to talk about this. Well, yeah. the, so the leaders who were interviewed, that like, one of the comments they said was, it's not technically weird but it's weird because of those two like, yeah it's literally weird it's those optics like the optics of donald trump having a undisclosed meeting with putin like you need to be thinking about this kind of stuff and donald trump seems to not give a fuck like a flying fuck about it um so like no one cares if you know um angela merkel and like exactly anybody else has right. a meeting for an hour, right? Like, nobody cares about that. Nobody but cares. But also, Angela Merkel's smart enough to, like, disclose it. But it, that it <laughs> is those two. That's what's, like... It's, yeah, yeah. That's what's so alarming. Right? And it's yeah. also, like, what the fuck? They talked for an hour? With, like, 
what were they talking about? Who was this translator? Why did you break protocol and you were alone with him? Like, there's too many questions. I don't trust Donald Trump. Like, he's, I don't trust him with, like, a brilliant genius, evil genius, like, next to him. You know what I mean? Like, what the... I really want someone to leak a recording of that conversation. <laughs> yeah. And it just be them talking for an hour about the P tape, the alleged P tape. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And like just talking about their favorite Russian hookers. Like, I want. Probably. They're fit. They have favorite Russian hookers. Okay. Or like Putin to be like, next time you come, I'll arrange <laughs> X, Y, and Z for you. That would be. I know that's probably not what it was about because, you know. They're wow. both evil men, but... <laughs> I mean, I really I really don't know. Maybe part of the conversation was about that. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Russia, um, the story keeps getting juicier and juicier. News broke today that uh, Jared Kushner, Donald Trump Jr., and Paul Manafort have all been asked to testify oh, baby next week before the Senate. Kushner will testify in a closed-door meeting with a Senate panel Um, Donald Trump Jr. and Paul Manafort have both been invited to testify publicly. Um, It it seems that they've all been cleared by uh, Mueller to testify. At least we know that Kushner has. Um, We don't know if Donald Trump Jr. or Manafort will show up to the hearings. It would be pretty bad if they didn't. But in this world, they may not show up. Kushner, for sure, uh, has uh, uh, accepted and will meet. So pretty big stuff there. I don't know, feelings. We're waiting in s- to yeah. see what's going to happen. So, yeah. like... It's happening so quick now, though. I mean, I feel like it's all... It's been happening quick for, like, the past three months. Like, it's... Yeah. Everything is just... It just keeps going. Like, Comey happened, and then Sessions happened, and now this is happening. Yep. It just never... The Russia stuff never stops. It never stops. <laughs> No. It's never ending. No. Uh, we will we will obviously talk about this next week. It'll be the big news yeah. next week, so I don't want to spend too much time yeah. on it, but holy shit, this is huge. Holy shit. Goddamn. Okay. <laughs> All right. Holy shit. That has been our quick news segment of the week. When we get back, we are going to talk about some culture. There's a lot going on. So a lot, a lot, a lot. Expect a heavy culture segment. Okay. start off with some sad news yes um so horror filmmaker george a romero died a couple of days ago um he was 77 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you all might know him best for all the dead like zombie movies dawn mm-hmm. of the dead day of the dead night of the living dead mm-hmm. <laughs> he is the father of modern day like yeah. horror cinema yeah and inspired a lot of Filmmakers, you know, so yeah, rest in peace. So, um, yeah, Edgar, do you have? I mean, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of his movies. He was, uh, I mean, the pioneer, he pretty much invented the the zombie that we know and love. That was his creation, um, like like with Shaun of the Dead and mm -hmm. all that stuff, all that, all that. Um, and apparently he was like a sweet, amazing guy, and you know, it. It's sad and it's tragic news. Um, apparently, he died after a really brief battle with lung cancer. Aww. Damn. Um, Damn. 
but uh, apparently, you know, he died with his family by his bedside. So it was a, apparently a very peaceful death. So that that's great to hear. Um, it's just sad news. It's like, you know, you know, he's one of those figures that's always been there. And you're like, what? He passed away. He's always there. And, yeah. you know, he's influenced everything, even though you may not be a fan directly of, say, like the Night of the Living Dead or whatever. But like um, Get, get, out. get like, out, the ending of Get Out is like really similar, like. If it had gone yeah. one way, it's very similar to Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, he's just a huge cultural impact. Yeah, and I, I like the fact that, like, what what he's really great at was um, putting social commentary mm-hmm. in the horror movies that he's made. Um, like, Dawn of the Dead was about consumerism, and Day of the Dead showed, like, how humanity was even more monstrous than the zombies themselves who could be human. Yes. And he put respect to the genre that many people usually don't like in the first place. And Olivia, have you seen any of his movies? I haven't seen any of his work, but I know, I mean, like, I know the name. Mm -hmm. He's obviously had a huge, you know, a huge impact on a lot of the filmmakers I love. And so it's just really sad news, especially since, like, I feel like it's kind of like a well-known fact that he was a good dude. Mm -hmm. He was just like a nice, he was a nice man. And, you know revolutionized horror cinema while he was at it and yeah. so yeah well rest in peace rest george hey romero so. yeah so go go watch go watch any zombie movie really in <laughs> honor yeah. um but if not night of the living dead yeah do yourself a at favor. least the first one so. do yourself a favor and watch um already yeah um next up we're gonna talk um for doctor who doctor who yeah do we who, who wants to pick this up? Because I I don't know anything about Doctor Okay, uh, I'm just okay. a fan here. Olivia, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you want to take it because yeah. last no. time we talked about it, you're like I have a lot to say. And I'm I like, do. Okay, I have okay. a lot of feelings. Um, so Doctor Who, beloved time traveler from Gallifrey. Um, it's a. I'm like I had so no lost idea. right I'm now. Like, no, I'm <laughs> so lost right now. <laughs> so Doctor Who is a show that started way back in the day and yes. the 60s. It and like they rebooted it in the 90s, um, and it's kind of become this mass pop culture hit since. Like it was always a really big pop culture hit, and now it's it just kind of got even bigger. Um, and news was just released that the next doctor, so the doctor doesn't die, he just, like, regenerates. Mm-hmm. So it's not really... It's like James Bond. There's a new doctor yeah, every once in a exactly. while. exactly. And yeah. so, like, the lore behind it is instead of dying, he just regenerates, so he just takes on a new form. Mm-hmm. Um, well, now, he is a she. Jodie Whittaker has been... Who you <laughs> might know from uh, Black Mirror... And uh, mm. Attack the Block has been cast as the 13th Doctor. She is the new Doctor. She's the first woman. She is the first woman to play the Doctor. I mean, it's already canon that, you know, oh. um, basically this, like, alien race that the Doctor belongs to doesn't really have the same, like, concept of gender. So, like, they can be any gender. Yeah. Um, so this is really, really exciting news, especially in the world of sci-fi, where it's just kind of like this figure has always been like a cis white dude. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> um, and now it's a cis white woman. Basically. But that's small progress, right? Small progress. Oh. I guess I, I'm definitely like, you know, 
I'm yeah. definitely of the opinion that, like, this is, like, a lot of people are calling it, like, revolutionary for taxes. It's like, okay, switch, switching from, like, the doctor being a cis white man to a cis white woman is not revolutionary <laughs> in the least. Like, I just don't think it's revolutionary at okay. this point. I think it's, like, par of the course. Like, I think, I don't know. I, I think we need a, I think we need a, I don't know if I, I don't know if there would have been any, there's, like, anything I would have preferred. I just think that this was, you know, like, this is a safe option to make them look more progressive than they act like to make the BBC look more progressive than it actually is. That's like so I feel cynical. like well, do you think I feel like they could have I feel like they could have pushed further. Like I feel like everything can push yeah, further yeah. though, right? Sure. So like for me it's just not revolutionary or like a like a super progressive hallmark to like switch from casting from like switch from casting a bunch of cis white men to a cis white woman. It is progress. So like small steps. I just don't think it goes far enough. And That's like fair. they ha- and honestly fair Doctor enough. Who hasn't hasn't been going far enough for a long time. Right. <laughs> I don't I'm taking another 50 years for another like, person I'm, of color yeah. to Like show that's up. that's a problem. Yeah. Like even getting a companion that's a, that was a person of color who like are humans that the doctor travels with oh. like even getting a companion that was a person of color was like a struggle like okay. doctor who has never pushed hard enough you guys <laughs> i mean i don't know anything about doctor who i that honestly could opinion. care less <laughs> i've never really liked doctor who so i mean i it seems like positive news i was a huge fan before stephen moffat took over but that's a new that's another conversation it seems like somewhat positive news but olivia you're right it, yeah. you could always do more and do better <laughs> but I mean, step in the right direction. Yeah. I'm not gonna. We're not as invested. Yeah, I'm not, not as invested. Gonna... So whatever. I mean, I I actually stopped watching Doctor Who a while ago. So like, my opinions is purely just like. Yeah. They can do more. Will they you get back on? Uh, are I, you curious? Yeah. Are you curious to watch I am, this? I'm definitely curious because I do like that actress. Like I do like everything I've seen her in. Mm. Um, I've only seen her in one thing, Black yeah. Mirror. Oh, yeah. She was great. Um, y'all should definitely watch Attack Downton the Block. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, Attack the Block. Oh, Downton, Abbey, Downton Abbey, that's Abbey, right. Yeah. She was oh. good I did not watch Downton Abbey. Neither did I. Um, she has a recognizable face, but... Yeah. She does, but like... Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, Doctor Who is really good about kind of casting people who aren't like super duper big. Mm-hmm. And like, Doctor Who is kind of what propels their career, like... So... Like, it's okay that you it's don't like recognize her because you're kind of not supposed to, <laughs> you right. know? Um, cool. So, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I'll, I'll watch a little bit of what she's like. I like her as an actress. Or at least I've liked everything I've seen her in, so. Right. I don't predict I will start watching Doctor Who. It's fine. But... <laughs> it's an investment. Like, it's an investment that's, like, really hard to make. Yeah. 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 Okay. So... Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about, uh, sort of the news broke, I think it was yesterday uh, or earlier today, um, Despacito, Song of the Summer, Despacito, which I'm <laughs> yeah. code switching right now. Really, I should say Despacito, the way you Des- really truly say it. Despacito. Uh, Despacito, the song by Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee, has become the most string song ever. Like, literally the most stream song of all time Dad. with 4.6 billion plays, most of them coming from YouTube. Um, this also includes the Justin Bieber remix oh, version, version okay. of it. So the Justin Bieber remix is part of this. They're just, yeah. like, they're adding it all together. They're adding it all together. 
They're adding it all together. God. This is a pretty big deal. That's so fucking dope. It's well, <laughs> so there's there's a lot of like things going on here and why it's a big deal. It's a big deal because it is a Spanish language song mm-hmm. that is the most streamed ever. Spanish is the second most spoken language in the world after Mandarin. So that's like it, it, in for it not to like Latin pop has been like this international genre that has never quite broken yeah. and now like it really truly has in a big bad way. So that's really interesting. It's also a um partly or really half hip hop song that's become huge uh, news just broke actually recently that hip hop for the first time ever has surpassed rock and roll as the most popular genre in the US hip hop has been the most popular genre in the world but in the US it has struggled to overcome oh, rock really? and roll I didn't know that I like well you my don't, perception you don't feel like it completely different you don't, yeah you don't feel it um, I guess because I'm and Despacito is yeah. part of that because Despacito's a hip-hop song as well so this is just a, it's a whole lot of like goodness and awesomeness that happened I don't know if y'all have any feelings on Despacito some people really dislike the song some people really like the song uh, our, most of our friends are really really into I the song I love the song I don't I don't listen to the beer version admittedly but um i love the song and i just think this is like really dope news yeah. like this is so cool <laughs> yeah i love it the first time i listened to it i, I listened to it on repeat forever so. <laughs> yeah you loved it it's really yeah. good yeah i love it I even it's love... a really good song it's, addi- it's addicting <laughs> yeah i i really love it i even love the justin bieber version yeah. and i love the salsa version there's like there's like three there's oh like, my god yeah, there are a few there, different there are three main there. versions and uh the, i even like the justin bieber remix like it's it is just a really well done song and it is like even the perp- remixes are so well done like it is a perfect song of the summer. It's when people so say, good. what is the song of the summer for 2017? It has to yeah, be Despacito, because that song oh. just <laughs> killed yeah. it, uh, doing really well. Uh, and so also, good. it's just, uh, I mean, it's its awesome to see, because for the longest time, when it comes to popular music, it was white artists who took uh, uh, the music of people of color and become so popular and so big. I mean, for the longest time, forever, even up to recently, even Justin Bieber's like on this track, like it yeah. is still yeah. to this point. But now we have literally people of color uh, at the forefront. And then like news that hip hop is the most popular genre in the U.S. Like that's a big fucking deal. Even if you're not a hip hop fan, that's just a big fucking deal because it's like literally music from people of color is the number one over rock and roll, which is like still has a white person problem. You know what I mean? So fuck yeah. It, it, We're coming for you. A lot of positive news, and people of color are finally getting We're going to take over yeah. Rock and Roll next. Yeah, we're, for real. We're <laughs> going yeah. for it. We're going for it. So uh, shout out to Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee and even Justin Bieber. Fuck it. Great job. Despacito killing it. Moving on. Aladdin. 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This is gonna be. We're gonna go really. Yeah, there's a lot of. There's a lot going on. We were talking about this before we started recording, so I was like, we already know how this is gonna go down. Yes. Uh, So real quick, Disney has finally cast the leads for Aladdin. We already knew Will Smith was gonna play Genie, Mm. but now we have our. our Aladdin and our Jasmine. So I might be butchering these names. Olivia, you might have to help me, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, Mena Masound uh, is an Egyptian-Canadian actor. He has been ca- He's sort of a, a really unknown. He yeah. was cast mm-hmm. as Aladdin. And then uh, Naomi Scott is an Indian-British actress who was cast as Jasmine. And she was previously known as the Pink Ranger. In Power, in Power Ranger. Rangers. 
Um, there's a lot. She was also, she was also in that one Disney movie. I think it's called like Lemonade Mouth or something. <laughs> I don't know. I. This is a complete tangent, but like my cousin showed me a song that she did in that movie oh and was God. like obsessed with, and I was like, "This is so weird." <laughs> So, anyways, (laughs) anyways, so uh, this, you know, this comes off the heels of the controversy when Disney was like, we're having trouble, you know, Disney and Guy Ritchie, we're having trouble casting these people. And people were like, what the fuck? How are you having trouble? Like, there's literally a whole continent of people who could fucking do this role. Like, what do you mean? So they cast this role. Um, A lot of people... There's controversy with the castings, particularly of Naomi Scott. Um, there's a, there's just a lot going on here. Uh, Liffy and I were talking about it earlier, how some people feel a certain way and then some people feel a certain way about the way people feel about that certain way. It's a really complicated Man, issue. This is so complicated. Um, <laughs> So I'm just going to give the floor to you, Olivia, oh, and just let you <laughs> jump in. Uh, there are a few things that I've read in uh, just my personal experience with uh, Aladdin and, and that I could talk about, but I feel you may have yeah. um, an interesting point of view here. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so I want to... I. I was a big fan of Aladdin, and I think we've mentioned this. I was a big fan of Aladdin growing up. Like, whenever you have nothing in media that looks like you, you take the scraps. And so Aladdin is very much what that was. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing about Aladdin. Aladdin, like, the Disney source material, not, like, the the Arabian Nights story, that source material garbage like it's literally let's take a bunch of different things from the parts of from this part of the world that we think are kind of close together even though they're not close together at all and let's just like mix a bunch of shit together and make this thing and like it was even some of the lyrics in a lot of the Aladdin songs they were like largely racist there were largely racist like depictions of Arab characters in that movie or like what were supposed to be perceived as Arab characters. It's like this really... Aladdin was this really weird mix of, like, Arab and Persian and South Asian culture that was all supposed to feel like one thing. So it was like... Aladdin, the source material itself, is, like, kind of gross and really fetishy and orientalizing and, like, just not great. Um, So, but, like, you know, I was a fan of it growing up. And so... The casting news is really interesting to me because a lot of people are just like, um, we were talking about this earlier, where like you're already starting with like garbage source material. So like this movie can't, f- like, a lot of people are like, eh, maybe the movie's gonna fix itself, but a lot of people are like, uh, we don't think the movie's gonna be able to fix itself. The director is white, which is a huge problem. Um, the person they cast as Jasmine is a woman of color, she is half South Asian. But she's pretty white passing, um, at least in my eyes. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff. Like, there's a lot of stuff where, and like, I even feel sort of conflicted because I'm just like, okay, you know, like, the casting is all people of color. Like, they found an Arab actor, and I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, where I was just like, just cast Arab people. Like, that's what you need. And like, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I'm just like, oh, well, shit, like, I guess initially it was just, like, this gross amalgamation of stuff, so even if they cast South Asian actors, like, or it's fine, but it's also not fine because the source material is so gross, and, oh, man, it's just, I don't know, it's, 
I'm in a, I feel very strange about it. Um, and like, I'm still trying to form my opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm happy on the end where like they, you know, they cast a South Asian person and they cast a Middle Eastern person and, you know, like they're, they seem to be taking steps towards diversity, but Again, there's the problem with the source material, and then there's also the problem with, like, the person they cast as Jasmine is really white-passing, which is a problem. And, like, the people who are making the movie are also white, which is also kind of a problem. So, I don't know. I'm still forming opinions. But that's my take. Hot take. (laughs) Stanley. It's weird that they have... um, Who's that director's name? Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Him direct it because... His style is, like, completely yeah. different. Completely different. <laughs> if you watch, like, Sherlock Holmes, it's, like, really stylized, slow motion mm-hmm. action. Um, I don't, personally don't have any, I was like, oh, that's cool. They casted, like, yeah. two people of color. And yeah. I, I actually feel that Naomi Scott does pass, like, brown to me because yeah. when I watch Power Rangers, right? Like they they're not trying to hide the fact that she's like right yeah so I mean yeah that's a whole other can of yeah. worms we could open maybe not, that maybe not white passing but definitely like light skin like yeah definitely definitely like really light skinned yeah and before I like before I knew that she had like a, a a British father I didn't realize that she was half white to begin with but I don't I think that she's like really good in that empowering just so I was like oh this this is cool that she's playing Jasmine but yeah. I don't have, you know, right. as much of a stake. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I worry that they're going to try to, like, bronze her up and brown her up. And they're going to yeah. try to do, like... That's, like, that's also, like, another concern of mine where it's just, yeah. like, are they going to do brown face? Because that would be big problem. That would be, like, a big no for me. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to assume that they're going to do all these horrible things before they even do them. Like, I'm just not going to put I'm myself... I'm really cynical. It, I'm not going to put <laughs> myself in that place because I don't think that's healthy for me, but... You know, when I hear news like this, I, you know, like I'm with Stanley, I re- there's no stake here. Did I like Aladdin growing up? I did, but I also liked a lot of horrible shit back then too, yeah, but I didn't right? know. Like, I yeah. didn't know. I didn't know any better. Uh, but it doesn't change the fact that Aladdin is still a children's classic that a lot of people hold dear. Even you said you hold it dear in a certain way. Like people hold yeah, exactly. these movies yeah. dear in a certain way. And we were just talking about earlier, I was looking through one of my old books that I have and it's like, it was an old book printed a long time ago and it had, a, it was a, a thousand one nights and uh, Aladdin is in the appendix, like the story of Aladdin, but it's completely different than what's in the movie because the sort like, the source material has been uh, so perverted into what it became for yeah. that Disney movie. Mm-hmm. And no one even knows the origin of the original Aladdin story. Like, some people say it's Chinese. Some people say mm-hmm. it's Syrian. Like, no one even knows. So it's like this huge, complicated thing. And people are like, you have to cast the origin with whatever. <laughs> and it's like, but we don't know. Like, so oh Aladdin God. could be Chinese. <laughs> like, are we going to cast like a, the Chinese Aladdin? Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, it's just... It's confusing, so I I don't... It's such a weird situation. It's a weird situation. And, like, the more and more I think about it, the more and more, like, confused and I get... Right, but we're we're in a place where Disney's going to make the movie no matter what. They're going to make the movie no matter what what. because that original is such a classic and they know that this movie's going to... They're live-actioning everything. it's going to print money. They know everyone's going to go watch this movie. And I'm already, like, annoyed by live-action remakes of these things. Like, I'm already kind of like, I don't know why this is necessary. 
So there's like that added later of it too. But I mean, if they're going to remake it and if they're going to do it, you know, do we think they're going to take the right steps? I'm going to assume by casting, uh, a, you know, an actor of Arab descent as the lead role, like that is a positive move. Mm-hmm. I don't know the actor. I don't know all his work. I don't know what he represents. I don't know, but it just seems like that could possibly be a positive move. But still, Guy Ritchie's directing. Like, there's still a lot of problems yeah. with it. I don't know until we like, see I'm happy this product. For the, I'm happy for the actor, yeah. right? Like, yeah. no matter what, for him... It's gonna be a big this deal. This is a huge. It's gonna be it's a gonna big, be big a, for him. Yeah. Right. Like I, I'm excited for the actor, and I'm excited for people of color like coming up, making you know, like making their waves. Like all of that is stuff I'm pumped for. There's just so much other like right. baggage but, with. But it. we don't know how they're gonna handle it. I guess that's is what true. I'm trying to say because they could theoretically say that was fucked up. What happened there? Like it was literally. That that was not okay. Like I'm hoping, I'm How hoping they take Aladdin? a lot of, you know, I don't know. I'm hoping they take a lot. I'm hoping they're paying attention to how people are yeah, reacting, like, like especially the kind of reexamining, reexamining of the original animated movie. I really, really hope they're paying attention to how people are like breaking that down because I think that could be really helpful in the production of this mm. film. I, yeah, I hope so too. And, and I, I'm, I'm sure they're aware that all their all eyes are on them. For oh this. Yeah. yeah, and even like for Mulan as well. So yeah, and I'm sure like this is just like this is the taste they're getting. It's I like, mean, like oh, nobody, yeah, nobody, right. nobody wants a Ghost in the Shell. You know, nobody wants a Ghost yeah. in the Shell situation. I mean, I don't think we're we're leaning that way. No, 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 definitely I'm, not. I think, but what I'm saying is, I think studios are now cognizant of that, yeah. right? Like they're now very cognizant of the fact that they just can't pour money and a big star into a thing and expect it to like succeed succeed just because it's a big star because yeah but 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 here's where it's different ghost in the shell is this tiny story from japan aladdin is a mega hit like classic and that's where like it gets complicated because they know they're going to print money they know they could have easily ignored us and hired a like matt damon they could have hired matt damon as aladdin and they know they would have printed money you know what i mean like maybe this is naive of me and maybe i have like more faith in like the and the audience and the consumer but i really do think that if they had gone that route where if they had just ignored everybody and cast whoever the fuck they wanted to cast i do not think this movie would have done well like i really think that people would have rallied i'm gonna have to disagree i think it would have I think it still would have killed. It's just, it's a behemoth. It's a monster. I mean, I'm with you. This movie, all eyes are on them, and they need to do a good job. And this is a positive step. I don't know what they're going to do. Who knows? Is this movie even worth fighting for? There's a lot of people arguing. Maybe this isn't (laughs) even worth fighting for because of how conflicting and horrible that, like, backstory of that original Aladdin is. That's why I was saying, like, I, I really hope the the powers that be at Disney are paying attention to the way people are breaking down the original animated film because I feel like that could be really helpful mm. to yeah. the way they like make this movie. We'll like for Beauty and Beast, they they made um yeah exactly like now more like independent. They gave her more agency. Yeah, agency. Yeah, so that's that's something to be positive about. Yeah. So. We'll see though. We'll see. This is another. We'll see, and hopefully they do it right. And Disney's like really progressive, right? <laughs> 
Okay, well, that's, lately, that's well, yeah, yeah. I mean, like one of like one of the 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 like the outline had this headline I thought was great. It was like they don't have a diversity problem; they have a racist like racism problem. They that do. was the problem with the original Aladdin, and that's what we've been talking about this entire time. Like, it's just a fucked up source material. Yeah, how do you fix it? And, you know, we're like, oh, they're not going to, but they could. They theoretically could yeah. fix it, and it could be a good thing. And I'm gonna try to stay positive yeah. about it. Yeah. Or they could just do the evil thing and just make a buttload of money, which is totally entirely <laughs> possible, too, because it's Aladdin we're talking about. Like, it's a big fucking yeah. deal. Um, okay. Well, we will have more thoughts on this, I'm sure, as <laughs> the story uh, develops. Okay, so the last thing we're going to talk about is um, Game of Thrones Season 7 premiered last Sunday. Yes. What are y'all doing? Yes. Game of Thrones is back. Um, we're going to talk about it. Some thoughts. Are Spoilers? Sure. Like, everyone's seen it. If you've not seen the premiere or, and you're going to, or don't give a fuck, but whatever. We're going to talk about, we're going to give spoilers. Okay. So, overall thoughts, guys? Yeah. It's good. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I know. Game of Thrones is one of those shows, I think I've talked about it before, where I'm just like, man, there's a lot about this show that I disagree with, so I don't want to give it my vote with the viewership, but if there are viewing parties, I'm going to go and I'm <laughs> watch it. So that's what we did this past, like, all yeah. of us went to a viewing party this past weekend, so, like, I'm up to date on Game of Thrones, but, like, I don't throw my support by, like, watching it legally. <laughs> Cool. Okay. Okay. Don't steal. Don't steal. I don't Don't, recommend you steal. Don't steal. Go to watch parties where you're not actively. (laughs) But this episode was there was a lot. Yeah. Stanley. I kind of disagree because I felt like it was like slow, underwhelming a little. A lot of people felt that way. Yeah. It's like a lot of setting up the first scene with Arya, the reveal of Arya. Yeah. Best scene in the. and the episode of mine. Yes, the cold yeah, open. Definitely the most active. Yeah, and I also like the montage of um Sam's like routine. Oh my god. That was like really that great. Was great. I love that. Apparently that took like fifty hours to shoot. Apparently, <laughs> I, I can't believe all the it. shots. All I, the believe shots. It. Yeah. I believe like, it. I believe it. Oh my god, fifty hours. I wonder how long it took to edit because I can never do that. Like what like just blew my mind. Uh, it was a great sequence. Yeah. But other than that, I'm like Kind of like trying to catch up where all the characters are. I'm like, okay, what happened with this character? What happened with that character? And I was like, okay, so who's this? And who are they mentioning? I feel like the first episode of any season of Game of Thrones is just like, let's play catch up a little yeah. bit, though. Yeah, but like last season, I feel, or one of the other seasons, just they just like went the ground running, like because yeah, of, yeah. they hit the ground running. Here, yeah. it's, it, it's this is more slow. Yeah. So I was kind of underwhelmed. So I'm just like hoping it picks up. I think my thing, I, I, I don't. I wouldn't say it was. Maybe it was slow, but it was sort of. Um, it, it was stuff we already knew. Like we, everyone was in the same place that we knew they were going to be. We knew Danny was going to get to Dragonstone yeah. this episode. Like we already knew that last season. This is all stuff we knew. So what was satisfying to me is just to see it. I guess for mm-hmm. me it was like, oh, she's finally there. She's having her moment at, at Dragonstone. Like that's that was meaningful for me. And just I really love these characters, and her I care. Bending down and touching I, the same. Yeah, so dramatic. <laughs> I just really care about these uh, characters, and I guess that maybe that's why I just really liked it. I was like. Ah, like these are the people I like, and right. I'm just excited to see it back. But I can see what you're saying. It's definitely like nothing major 
happens. Like you just see stuff. Like you see White Walkers, but we already knew yeah. that they were gonna come. You know, I think the only sort of like major thing of consequence is we see this like spat between John and Sansa that oh, you can yeah. tell Littlefinger's gonna try to take advantage Weasel of. Weasel is waiting, wedge, like wedge himself always. In. Um, but Fuck no, Littlefinger. <laughs> I, I, I'm just hype. I'm hype for the season because it's. I mean, it's gonna be a short season. And How many episodes? I think there's eight? eight? Six? No, it's eight, and eight? then the final season six or something like oh. that. Something crazy like that. Uh, but there's going to be like a two-year gap. Oh, my God. Or, Jesus. Yeah, to do like um, movie-length episodes. Yeah. So. I mean, we'll, we'll see what they do. I'm just, I'm excited it's back, and I'm glad. Like, I, I love Game of Thrones because it's like a routine in my life. You go to viewing parties, you talk about it, you read about yeah. it. It becomes like this huge part of your life, and I, I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm hyped. Yeah, so Game of Thrones is black. Back. <laughs> game of Thrones uh, is game back. Thrones if is you back. are a Game of Thrones watcher, you will be in heaven right now. Yeah. I think we talked about this, but do you do you ever think he's gonna finish the books? Like we we've already talked about this. <laughs> I don't think so, and I don't really care because I, I, I don't read given, the books. I think he's given up. <laughs> yeah, I think it's not gonna happen. But I mean, it, apparently, you know, the, the sh- like the people who do the show, they know the ending, and they like, yeah. And George R. R. Martin has given them their blessing. Yeah. And we're, the blessing. We're in for a bittersweet ending, apparently. I don't know what that means. Um, do you guys have any predictions for the season? No? I mean, just the predictions that everybody else has. Ice Dragon? I knew it. I knew it. No. Ice Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> What's everyone else predicting? Every, like, I mean, Danny and Danny John, John are going to team up. Teaming up. Taking you know, over. Yeah, Cersei's going to... Do you gonna, think Cersei just, like... Realize she needs to put the White Walkers in her priority instead of just like taking it. <laughs> nah. I think Cersei's gonna die by the end of the season. That's oh, my yeah. bold prediction. My okay. bold prediction: Cersei does not survive she, this season. She gonna get dead, and then <laughs> they're gonna take all the Lannister troops and be like, "Yo, we got these White Walkers yeah. that we gotta yeah. deal with." The last season is gonna be White Walkers. Mm. Uh, probably. Last probably. season's gonna be White Walkers. Yeah. And this season is just Cersei. This season is literally like, okay, we're gonna... It's Danny taking over. Yeah, this season is literally like, okay, let's figure out our shit in Westeros, and then the last season's gonna be like, fuck. Yeah. yeah. White Walkers. White Walkers. Ice Dragon. I can ice see that. Giant. The Ice Dragon, if, if it'll happen. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Nope, I'm hyped. It's, yeah. gonna, be, it's gonna be great. Um, I don't know if, if Game of Thrones will be a regular part of the show. I don't think so. But every once in a while, we may talk about uh-huh. it if a big major thing happens and we just have to talk about what right. happened on Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, that has been our episode, kind of a long one this week. But um, th- there's just a lot to talk about. There's yeah. a lot to talk about. So as always, you can listen to us everywhere that you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Play. Follow us on all our social medias. We are at Minority Pod, except Facebook, where we are the whole thing, the Minority Report podcast. Um, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.